Hello humans and welcome to the Siobhan Lu Show. I'm a breathwork facilitator, Kiskakai practitioner and most importantly Scottish. This show is here to inspire, encourage and give you all the knowledge bombs about everything healing. I love sharing the tools and life lessons that have transformed my life as well as talking about wine, my dogs and of course my relationship. Thank you so much for pressing play and I look forward to sharing this epic journey with you. Let's go! Rick, welcome to the Siobhan Lou Show. How are you? Can you tell everyone where you are actually right now? Oh, I'm in Newport, Rhode Island on the East Coast of the United States. It's a lovely, just a little past 7 a.m. here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show with you. Yeah, thank you so much for doing it so early in the morning. Um, I'm excited to share this with everyone. You are one of the first people I spoke to on the phone about Keith's Cacao, which started my incredible journey. Um, can you tell us your your role within um, Keith's Cacao and, yeah, what's your position there? And then we can dive into your amazing story. Well, um Technically, I hold the title of CEO, which is given to me honorarily by my partners, Keith Wilson and Barbara Gitlin, who are the real heart of Keith Cacao. If mm-hmm. you don't know who Keith is, he is affectionately known as the Chocolate Shaman. Him and Barbara live in a very small plot of land in San Marcos, La Laguna, Guatemala, where all of Keith Cacao is produced. And it is the most amazing loving, inclusive community you could ever visit. I you know, highly encourage everyone to go find Keith on the shores of beautiful Lake Adelan in Guatemala. I, I get the opportunity to, um, well, try and overlord the business, I guess, a little bit. And uh, I work really hard to uh, make sure that People all around the world have access to Keys Cacao as quickly and as easily as possible. And I get the great pleasure to talk to people who would love to become a Keys Cacao practitioner, someone who's interested in sharing cacao with their community. And my warmest and sincerest congratulations to you for having just completed the (laughs) Power of Cacao course and officially become a Keys Cacao practitioner. Yeah. Thank you. How's the timing? Just like, was it yesterday I completed the classes and then I, I, I think I, I woke up this morning and I'm looking at social media and there's a great big <laughs> message from you holding a bar of Keys Cacao yeah. saying I'm officially a Keys Cacao practitioner. It was I'm ready. Delightful. I was like, yes, <laughs> the timing is divine. I'm like, I'm going to be talking to that person here in just a few minutes. It's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm so excited to share it with my community. And yeah, um, hopefully, you know, if they people get the call, they they come and they try it. Um, can you tell us how you were introduced to cacao? Where, where did the nudges come from? I know they always start with nudges. <laughs> um, so I'm, I was really good at ignoring the nudges uh, for most of my life. Um, I'm 51 years old. Uh, been a lifelong entrepreneur, um, consistently battled with my health, not like tragic illness, but literally abusing myself through all kinds of, you know, different things that I would use to block myself for myself. And about, Mm. uh, about 10 years ago, um, 
I was at sort of the pinnacle of my success from a business perspective. I was doing very, very well. Um, I kept hearing about all these people who admired what I had done and how, you know, wish they could have a life like mine. And on the inside, wow. I was absolutely miserable. Wow. I, I, uh, I was enormously overweight, much heavier than I am now. Uh, not in any kind of physical condition at all. Mm. Uh, I, I used to joke that I was killing myself the most delicious way possible. Oh, wow. And, and it was true. Uh, I really was. And so about 10 years ago or so, well, actually less than that, nine or eight, eight or nine years ago, I, uh, I got involved with uh, a health coach and mm -hmm. she was this, um, she is this amazing woman who uh, had this tremendous range of life experience. And um, she knew me from some previous endeavors and she said, look, I'll take you on as a client, but you're a pain in the ass. So you have to do everything I tell you to do. I feel her pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was true. I, you know, mm -hmm. I'm a control freak and I didn't want people telling me what to do. That was part mm -hmm. of my problem. Every time somebody told me what to do, I went and did the opposite, you know, all good intention people saying, wow, you really ought to maybe think about not eating quite so much or go out and get a little exercise Boy, that was, you know, that would send me right in the opposite direction, even in my forties. It's ridiculous. Anyway, this, this woman, uh, guided me through a whole bunch of different types of healing modalities wow. that at the time I would have said were complete hocus pocus BS. Woo woo, woo woo. Everyone calls it woo woo. Well, yeah, and I don't even think I knew <laughs> the idea of woo woo at that point, right? I was so mainstream, I had no idea. But she got me, my, wow. literally, she got me my very first massage, right? She had me go to and uh, receive. Uh, acupuncture and cranial sacral work and I had Reiki done on me and Ugh, all incredible. of these all of these different things uh, no breath work by the way oh. um, but <laughs> but she started me on a yoga practice which um, didn't really take for me and she started me on a meditation practice mm -hmm. which is likely one of the most important things I've ever done in my life yeah something that I enjoy immensely to this day is incredibly beneficial. Um, mm -hmm. And one day she called me and she said, look, there's this, um, there's this thing I want you to do on Saturday. It's called a cacao ceremony. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what is cacao? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and she said, I'm not entirely sure, but I have plans with the husband on Saturday. And so I can't go everything I tell you to do. So you have to go. Wow. I love her. I need to meet this woman. <laughs> she, she, you would enjoy her very, very much. Yeah. And, uh, I ended up at a cacao and was absolutely blown away. I, I, I had, uh, you know, I was at the very beginning of my meditation practice mm -hmm. and I had the deepest, most amazing meditation that day. Uh, I literally feel like I had sort of a, a spiritual experience, almost a psychedelic experience. When I yep. went back to meditate after drinking the cacao, I could literally see the energy of everybody floating around the room in my mind. It was incredible. I was overjoyed by it and mystified by it and a little bit worried, right? Yeah. Like, have I been, have I been drugged? <laughs> you know? um, yes. But it was so happy that I, I was like, oh yeah, I'm kind of worried about this, but it was so happy. and so 
revealing. Um, it was amazing. And this was, this ceremony was in a room with a bunch of other participants, all of which were women. I was the only man there. It was incredibly uncomfortable for me at that point in my life. Mm. Uh, and I had this huge release you know, where, wow. uh, you know, I, I was able to share with this group of people how much I was suffering mm-hmm. right? and how I, I couldn't seem to get in control of myself and find myself in a happy place, even though I seemed to be so successful. And, uh, the, the woman who was offering the ceremony, she, you know, she, uh, she heard what I had to say and said, I think maybe, you know, you might be benefited by talking to Keith. And I got connected wow. to Keith. Yeah. Uh, who's, this was the cacao that she was using. And, mm-hmm. um, Keith and I got to talking and we realized, you know, that I had experience in the business world that he very much needed in what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I very much needed to, to be a part of what he had going on from a, from a healing perspective. And we hit it off and he invited me to Guatemala and we decided to start working on Keys Cacao. That was uh, 2016. And I got to tell you, it has been the most transformative, sometimes difficult, but mm-hmm. most joyful, experience in my life. Every day, I literally get to get out of bed and come and work on this and talk with amazing people all around the world about, you know, drinking cacao. It's, uh, it's um, yeah, it's amazing. And I'm sure that you're going to experience this enormous influx of people who are going to be reaching out to you wanting to know about cacao. She just sort of has that, Yeah. It's I hope so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, the combination um, with that and breath work, um, I feel like it's going to kind of, you know, breath work really opened my heart. Um, but even drinking cacao with my first session, I just cried and cried and cried. And I'm like, why am I crying? I do breath work. Like, should I still be crying this hard? Um, and cacao just took me to like another level. Like it was kind of just like the magic on top of breath work for me. Um, and that's just what it did. Like I just, and I feel that, you know, my community, um, you know, I always say you attract similar people to kind of your your community. And I feel that they would just benefit from lots of heart opening like I did. Um, and I feel like cacao is the the perfect ingredient (laughs) to add into the breath work for sure. I have, uh, I've had the good fortune of experiencing cacao and breath work a couple of times in the past. Um, not, you know, singular sessions, not deep training or anything learning like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to blow the doors off of me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but I feel like it will be the cacao and the breath doing it, but I'll be there. I'll be holding space. <laughs> I'll be facilitating for sure. Um, so do you have with the cacao, um, do you have like a daily ritual that you do with it now or do you save it for ceremonies or how do you, how do you work with her? Uh, every day is ceremony, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm use her in ceremony. I love going to ceremonies. I'm fortunate that we have a couple of practitioners near where I live and I get to experience sharing cacao through them. But for, for me, cacao is an almost everyday kind of drink, right? And um, 
the work that we're doing at Keys to Cow right now is, is a little intense, right? Like I'm typically putting in, you know, 12 to 15 hour day right now. Wow. Uh, the, the world is really thirsty for, we're still growing. And so as we look to build the organization, you know, I have a lot of actual things I need to do. And I find that the best way for me to be consistent throughout the whole day and have the energy and the stamina to do that is, um, uh, well, I, I, so I get up very early. I'm up at five. You, you thank me for being up so early. It's like, I've it's normal. Couple hours already, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I, I make the cacao and then I set myself up to drink the cacao and I mm -hmm. do some journaling. Uh, and then I go into a meditation before I begin the day's work. Um, mm -hmm. and, but specifically I like to get up, I go into my kitchen, you know, you're sort of in that groggy phase part of the yeah. morning, you know, and I, I chop the cacao up in advance and store it in a jar. Mm -hmm. So I put the jar to my nose and I take a deep breath and it tells me how much I need. And some days it says, no cacao today. That's rare, right? Yeah. Like yeah, about an, you know, an ounce, 28 grams or, you know, Hey, let's go for it today. Let's, you know, do 45 grams, uh, kind of thing. And, um, put the cacao into a blender cup on a scale, weigh it out. Uh, I consistently drink cacao the same way, a tiny little drop of, uh, vanilla extract, mm -hmm. uh, warm water, not boiling, uh, only needs to be finger warm to melt the chocolate. Yep. A tiny little pinch of salt. Oh, uh, salt. I've not heard of that one. I'll try oh, that tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Really? Just yeah. like a little sprinkle? Yeah. Okay. Just, just a, yeah, I have a little salt grinder and it's just, yeah. you know, and that's it. And, okay. Uh, you, you, it's so fabulous. It, it, look, it takes a little bit of the bitterness edge off of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, look, there's a reason why when you see chocolates covered in sea salt. Yeah, no, I really want to get into this. It's not just marketing ploy. Yeah, I really want to get into this conversation because obviously I've done the training and your videos um, come up and your passion <laughs> of how chocolate is so different from cacao. I just, I get so into it. I'm like leaning into the laptop hearing about your passion. <laughs> for the difference of like chocolate and marketing and Hershey's and <laughs> you know do you want to kind of explain to people because I know I'm going to get asked this all the time what's the difference between chocolate and cacao <laughs> you probably answer this every day so <laughs> not every not every day but maybe every other um yeah. look that you take it chocolate uh, chocolate, uh, there's a, uh, the easiest way to break this down is that I, I consider there to be cacao, pure cacao, right? Mm -hmm. And then the cacao that gets turned into industrial chocolate. And you, when you hear me talk about it to try and make the comparison and help practitioners understand it, I'm, I'm very passionate about this. And I want mm -hmm. people to understand the difference. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to think that I don't love industrial made for the tongue chocolate. Yeah because I've eaten an enormous amount of it in my life and yeah. I, I loved it. Right. Yeah. Look, a lot of, a lot of industrialized chocolate is a beautiful thing. Uh, my wife and I went away this weekend and we visited a, a artisan chocolatier who made the most exquisite different types of chocolates, the most beautifully designed bars, the most outrageously priced stuff I've ever seen, but it was wonderful. 
It was really wonderful. And I, and I don't want people to think you can't have a wonderful, tasty, delightful treat. They can be an experience sure. unto itself. But if, but if you're looking for something that is truly a superfood, that is mm-hmm. truly healthy and the most nutritionally complex food on the planet, you can't get that through chocolate. I don't care how many studies you see talking about how 85% dark chocolate is, can be healthy. It's nowhere near what yeah. 100% pure ceremonial grade cacao can be, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's important for everyone to really understand the, the basic is we're talking about chocolate is an ultra processed food. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so when, when people start looking at how to eat and how to be healthy, one of the first things that everyone tells them, even people in the medical profession who know very little about nutrition in general, mm-hmm. is get rid of the processed foods. Right? Yeah. So how do you get rid of processed chocolate and still get to have chocolate while well, you eat this very lightly refined ceremonial grade cacao? Um, I think it's probably worth stating that all cacao and all chocolate start the same way, right? They start on a theobroma cacao tree in a pod, yep. right? You can open that pod and eat the seeds from it uh, and it, it tastes nothing like chocolate. Like I've heard. I've heard it tastes weird. <laughs> It's delicious in its own right. It's kind of this mm-hmm. sweet, sour sort of, and you just suck the pulp off of these seeds sort of thing. It's, it kind of can be a little gross looking, you know, <laughs> to some, right? But it, yeah. but it's delightful. Um, people all around the world enjoy it like that just as it's fruit. You'll see little children in different parts of Central America eating the beans out of the pot and spitting the chocolate on the ground, right? Wow. Like that's, there's a long process, right? So coming out of the pod, you harvest it, you have to ferment the chocolate seeds, the beans, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, from that pulp. And so people will, uh, the people who grow cacao will set this out to ferment and let this this pulp move away from the bean. The beans are then laid out in the sun to dry, right? And that's typically all the processing that happens in the jungle at a farm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it gets then shipped to different types of chocolate makers, industrial or people who do the kinds of things that we do, keys cacao. Um, and then it needs to have the husk removed, right? The, you'll, you'll see people selling cacao husk tea. Um, okay. <laughs> if you're, look, if you're going to drink it, just keep it to a minimum. There are natural yeah. pesticides in the husk of the cacao bean that we typically should try and avoid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, at Keys Cacao, we give the beans to women in our community in San Marcos, yes. La Laguna. They take them to their homes <clears throat> where they can work with, for us and be paid, but also be able to watch their children and take care of the home for the family. Uh, they give the beans a very light toast over a wood stove Mm-hmm. It's a it's a pretty delightful process. The aroma is amazing. Yeah, I watched the video and um, I remember them saying when people walk past, like, "Are you making cacao?" They can smell it. Um, I would actually love is that video shareable on YouTube? I would love to share that video for people. It to is. See. It, it, it is. Was, yeah, it's such a You're beautiful talk- tribute to them. It's 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 long, right? It's seven minutes seven long, minutes. which in today's world it. of video is like, whoa, that's a commitment, you know. But it is. Yeah. <laughs> really wonderful and it gets to dive into uh, a bit more of the lives of some of the women who 
do this. And look, when they get done toasting that cacao, as you'll see in the video, they literally hand peel yes. every single bean. Right. That's and crazy. this is this is incredibly important um, for a lot of reasons. One, it gives these these women an independent income that is really <laughs> beneficial to their life, right? And it gives us something very special that we get to give to people all around the world. Mm-hmm. They can they can look at each and every bean, and if it's got a little bug in it, or if it's got mold on it, which is about twenty percent of the yield of any bag of cacao, mm-hmm. they can throw it on the ground and feed it to the chickens. Yeah, right? it's inc- we an don't incredible have process. to eat it. Yeah, yeah, we we don't have to eat it, right? And in the industrial chocolate world, when the beans, when a giant sack, you know, of beans arrives at the chocolate maker. They're typically going to put that cacao directly into a winnowing machine, right? Yeah. And that winnowing machine will put the cacao through a a, a set of rollers where they crack it, Mm -hmm. right? And that makes it easy. And then as the cracked beans, which are no longer whole, now they're called nibs, which I'm sure everyone has seen cacao nibs or chocolate nibs in the store. Those nibs roll off the roller and they get hit with a very hot blast of air and it blows the husks away. Wow. The unfortunate part is there's nobody there to look at that and say, hey, is that a bug in that chocolate? Is that a little bit of mold? (laughs) This is going to be everyone off chocolate. (laughs) Well, you know, and and here's the reality. Most of those companies aren't worried about that stuff because at further stages in the process of chocolate making, they're going to so superheat Mm -hmm. that food that they're going to kill all of those things. Yeah. They're also going to rip almost all of the nutrition mm-hmm. out of that chocolate. Yeah. And it, now it becomes a delicious flavorant in which you can make these amazing different types of tasty treats with, but it's no longer a superfood. It's no longer going to be something that truly benefits your health. And look, here's the real thing that we keep kind of talking about with cacao that people really need to understand. If you drink 100% pure ceremonial gray cacao, it is going to make you feel great. Oh, yes. I'm able to pull off 12 to 14 hour days. Mm-hmm. Same. Consistently, <laughs> right. Is because it fills me with such energy and it lasts for hours, literally yeah. hours and hours. You know, if you, uh, I don't know if you're a coffee drinker, my God, I used to drink so much coffee. Um, I was just saying that to Cassidy um, earlier. So she kept going, girl, you need to get off that coffee. But I'm like, I'm a coffee addict. I love, I'm a coffee snob. I like really good coffee. I, I like, my coffee was a ritual. And that's why she's like, I think you're going to like this cacao. So I've not drunk coffee since I started cacao, like at all. Like I've not even had... Wow a sip and I was an addict. I was a snob. It had to be a certain coffee and I make it in a certain way. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'll explain this very well, but having spent so much time in the corporate world, we literally fueled our entire workforces with caffeine. Yeah. And you would, I would drink cup upon cup upon cup, you know? And uh, if, if you're a coffee drinker, you take that coffee and you get that caffeine, you get this like, Ooh, I feel good. I'm awake. Yeah. I'm alert. Right. And then very quickly, it's like, whew, I better get some more of that coffee. Mm-hmm. You keep drinking, you keep drinking it. And I, I find caffeine can be helpful in certain instances, but mostly it has the energy of anger. Right? Yes. It's like, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to get through the day. You know, I'm, I'm going to do enough to get through the day. Um, 
And cacao is much gentler than that. It lifts you and it makes you feel like everything is going to be all right, no matter how. Look, some of the stuff that I do at Keys Cacao can be incredibly boring and frustrating. You know, like moving cacao around the world into the various warehouses that we have yeah. is really difficult. And particularly during the pandemic, it's become exceptionally difficult. Yeah. I'm, right. Yeah. And it is tedious and boring work. And when you're drinking cacao, it just sort of feels like this is all going to work out. Yeah. This is, you know, and, it, and just that simple change of, of approach and how you feel makes me much more productive. Mm-hmm. It makes me a much happier guy to be around my stress level goes down dramatically, you know? And I, I can tell you after years and years of drinking coffee, that if you would switch to cacao as you have done, yeah. you will find this dramatic change in how you feel about your work and the level of stress you have. And if you're a manager who's interested in driving more productivity in the workforce, mm-hmm. right? Get if you get people it. to drink cacao, <laughs> they're, their stress is going to go down. Their anxiety is going to go down. Their productivity is going to go up and they're going to be happy about it. It's, it is a remarkable change. It was one of the first things I remember thinking about when I started to get involved with cacao after that very first cacao ceremony is how do I not know about this? Yeah. How is chocolate industrial <laughs> literally one of the most popular foods in the world we can eat? And yet I don't know that if I drink it in its whole food, pure form, it will literally make me feel a little high, but ultra productive. How right. possible? Yeah. Well, we're very fortunate to get to be a part of what I believe will be an enormous revolution. Yeah, I, I agree. It's going to, it's the same, um, like I compare it to breath work. Like when I met people, when I did my first session, I was like, I just no one know that your breath can heal you. You know, that was fascinating. And then I drank cacao and I'm like, why have I never heard of this in, well, obviously I'm Scottish, but I've never heard of it in Scotland and Melbourne. Like what is going on? And the message was like, will you deliver it? Like you create the community and you do it. <laughs> Hence the show. Um, you know, because there's no one, no one talks about this and it, it blows my mind. Like why do more people not know about this beautiful, amazing, magical medicine? <laughs> well, that's, that's our mission, right? That's Keith. Keith has been working with cacao in, in the way that he works with cacao uh, for God, almost 20 years now. Wow. And he's done this incredible job of, planting the seeds with people who come to visit him in Guatemala. Typically they're on retreat or they're there about yoga or meditation and they come across him and they fall in love with what he has to say and with cacao. And I think we're at the very beginning of a wave of information that's going to sweep through the planet to help us deal with sort of some of the chaos that is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's Absolutely. definitely needed, hundred percent. And like you said, it's helped me so much in terms of my productivity. Like every single day, I'm like, "What? What's the new thing I can create today? Like, where can I go today? Where can I take my business and breathwork and cacao?" And it's it's amazing. But I feel um, so. Nicole, who is um, obviously you know, been teaching me about cacao, um, said the other day, it's like grounded euphoria. Have you heard her say that before? 
I have I have not heard her say it exactly like that before, but and I love that. How true is that? You're grounded, but you're like oh, euphoria. <laughs> it, 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 look, the, um, there are many people who list cacao in its pure form as the finest nutrition you can put in your body. Mm-hmm. And we like to say she always gives you what you need. And when you have literally the most nutritionally complex food in the world, she likely can give every single person the thing that they need in that moment. <clears throat> Without a doubt, I think we all could use a little more grounding and yet yeah. still be able to have the passion to want to explore and do more and live. Yeah. Not just do, literally live. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. And do you have um, a community of people around you in your area? Like, do you host ceremonies for people or do you just go to them? No, I don't. I don't. I don't technically host ceremonies for groups of people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the work that I do right now uh, is pretty much all encompassing. I do get to go to some ceremonies here in our community. We have a couple of practitioners in town who. Uh, I get to go and enjoy what they do. Um, that being said, I share cacao in my own way with people every day, right? Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes we're sharing a cup of cacao as, you know, you and I just before we started, I just finished my yeah. cup. Uh, and sometimes we don't, but literally sharing cacao and talking about what is possible both through this plant and through the way our company is organized is literally my every day. Yeah. Wow. So good. I'm just like, yeah, I'm so excited for Keith's cacao and what's going to happen and making sure, you know, my community are loving it and they know about it and they're spreading it to other people. Um, so with Keith's cacao in Guatemala, does he host retreats that people can go to or is it practitioners only? Like, does he hold kind of events there? So, um, look, let's let's pretend there's no pandemic right now that is keeping yeah. people from See, I, I forget. places, right? <laughs> I forget. Right? It, it, this is going to change. We will get the opportunity to travel around the world again and, and do these kind of things freely and easily. Yeah. Before the pandemic, Keith uh, would hold uh, public ceremonies on his porch twice a week. He's currently doing them online, and mm-hmm. anyone can go I to, need to one go. of his ceremonies on Zoom. They're, they're really fabulous in their own unique right. Um, he, you know, so because of the type of town that San Marcos is, there's lots of people traveling through there. They can go and sit with Keith and learn about what he does. And um, it, what he has done in San Marcos has literally transformed that entire town, right? It, there's wow. a cow, everything there. Now. It's really? remarkable. Yeah. Wow. It's remarkable. I saw um, He, in addition to his, uh, excuse me, now twice a week live ceremonies on Zoom. Uh, We host a retreat called Homecoming. Mm -hmm. Um, We did our very first one in March of uh, 2020. It was an unbelievable week. We got to spend a lot of time with Keith (laughs) and and learning from him. Oh, that's right. Your friend Cassidy, who introduced you to all of this, was at Homecoming. And Nicole was, I think Nicole was there too, was she? Nicole was too, absolutely. Yeah, I've heard all about it. (laughs) 
Well, it, it, we're going to hold another one here. Uh, we just announced it to practitioners last week. We're going to do it in the same time frame in 2021. So March of 2021, we're going to have uh, seven days of working with Keith, sharing cacao from other practitioners, learning about different ways to enjoy and share cacao and, and become immersive with it. We'll meet all of the makers at Keith's mm-hmm. Cacao who, who do all of the work of creating our product. We'll go to the rainforest and sit under the cacao trees, mm-hmm. eat the seeds out of the pods and see and have that entire experience. It is, it is a delightful, delightful event, right? Um, This year we're going to add for practitioners Mm -hmm. uh, a three day intensive on the front end of homecoming. It'll be about your business and all of the different ways that, you know, you can be working with cacao and how to create more prosperity for yourself, your family, and your community. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main show is homecoming, which will be seven days with Keith trips into the rainforest and learning about the community all around uh, Lake Adelon in Guatemala. And uh, wow. we'll be announcing that uh, officially mm-hmm. uh, next, I think it'll be your Tuesday or Wednesday, my Monday, I believe. I hope. We'll see. Yeah, because, well, I plan, I plan, I want to go if we can travel. But, you know, we're in stage four lockdown right now and no one's flying anywhere anytime soon. So the plan is to come um, if I can, for sure. It would be incredible. We'd, we'd love to see you there. It is it is truly an amazing experience. It mm. really is. Wow. The people in San Marcos are absolutely beautiful, too. It's just, they're so lovely, you're so welcoming. It is it's a remarkable community. Yeah, I would love that. And with them, um, so obviously learning about Keith's cacao and going to like the farmers and the families that he helps out, um, talking about like the fair trade, how does that work with the farmers? I know it's such like, it's, I just feel like it's a beautiful process starting from there to where the cacao goes. Can you share a little bit about it? Sure. So we we're not we don't necessarily quote unquote participate in the fair trade organization. Mm-hmm. Um, we we typically pay more than what farmers are paid for fair trade. Yeah. Uh, we work with uh, it's to say the word farm in uh, certainly in my country in the United States evokes imagery that would be completely inaccurate. Okay. Right. Uh, when when I say farm in the United States, people think red barn, white picket fence, giant fields of corn, and some cows walking around, right? And this right. big expanse of <laughs> land. And the places where our cacao comes from uh, are are literally small villages who the families know which part of the local surrounding rainforest is theirs to work, and they mm-hmm. work all of the different plants that are. Uh, present in their sort of plot of the, wow. the jungle and mm-hmm. uh, invariably cacao is one of those and so they as a community harvest the cacao from their little plots and then bring them together to do a community sort of uh, uh, fermenting and drying of the cacao so that then they can sell it it's a collective in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. but they're they're not organized in any sort of way uh, they're not, you know, they're, they're not plantations, right? I think it's really mm-hmm. important to understand most, most cacao that is grown around the world today is grown in monoculture plantation sort of uh, 
scenario, right? Yeah. The way that industry can make that prop as profitable as possible. Um, and that, that doesn't meet Keith's needs, right? Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that we believe that Keith's cacao tests out at such a higher level of theobromine and such a lower level of caffeine is because that is the intention in which Keith asks to have the cacao brought to him that he wants to use. And so it naturally comes from places that are friendly, that are working in some type of uh, process that is, is not only good for the farmers, but also good for the land. Yeah. Right? They're not stripping it of everything else and creating a monoculture and just growing cacao or just growing coffee, right? It's everything that's there for them. And they wow. grow that plot of land and it allows. I believe there's some base theory that I know nothing about. Well, if I talk about literally in this type of agriculture means so much more to the nutritional value of the plants because it retains the value of the soil. And so this is, this is, this is where he chooses to get it from. You know, in, in terms of the fair trade, we think that those kinds of organizations have their heart in the right place. We're not entirely sure that those things always work out. Um, mm. You're dealing with a plantation, you're dealing with one owner and does the money, the extra money that is paid for that cacao trickle down to the workers. It's an unknowable. Uh, yeah. The beauty of where Keith gets his cacao is he knows that that's that community that's buying it together. and It's all going to stay right there. There is no boss, so to speak. It's so lovely because I feel like now when I buy it, I'm kind of buying like I'm helping a community and, you know, farmers, if that's what they want to be called. And like it, it's it's really spreading to such like a bigger cause, if that makes sense. Like it's really kind of flowing and helping everyone, you know. We look, we, we talk about, we get asked about this a lot Mm. Um, in, in the Western world, there's this sort of reliance on stickers on products, right? Oh, does it say it's fair trade? Does it say it's organic? Does it say it's vegan? Does it say it's non-GMO, right? And people sometimes buy their food needing to see those marks. And what they don't realize is there's very little regulation around those things, right? Like literally. Anyone could put virtually anything on a package. Um, however, that is informative in that it tells us that people are beginning to become more interested in what they're putting in their body and how it affects the world either around them or far, far away from them. And that's a beautiful thing, right? Mm-hmm. And we do our best to maintain the integrity of that, which is what Keith is really all about, right? Like we may not work with a farm that has the resources to go and get an official sticker, right? But we know the conditions in which the cacao comes from, and we know what we would want to put in our body and what we wouldn't want to put in our body. And so we also want to think about not only where it starts, the community that it helps, where it starts, the community it helps in San Marcos, where Mm -hmm. we're making the chocolate, right? But also the communities all around the world who get this wonderful, amazing product, which can open their heart, allow Mm -hmm. them to hear themselves, fuel them for a hard day's work in a way that makes them feel grounded and euphoric, right? Mm -hmm. So we like to think about the entire chain of this, right? That there Mm -hmm. needs to be a balance in all of it. Mm -hmm. And we think think we've gotten there. I think you have too. That's what I said. Every time I buy a block, I'm like, I'm like, where does this come from? (laughs) And I get really excited about like every kind of block. And I know that Keith... um, blesses them doesn't he the the blocks 
Yeah, you know, after after the beans come back from the tosadoras and they've been peeled, we put them through a um, well, it's a a modified corn mill that has special plates to grind cacao, and it turns the cacao into sort of a pudding, a liquid slurry, sort of like it heats it enough to you know, cacao melts at like below your body temperature, right? Yeah. So it doesn't take a lot of heat to melt it. And we then put it into these bags back in our warehouse, our workshop rather, and each bag is then sealed and handed to Keith or his partner, his sweetheart, as he calls her, Barbara. Yeah, and totally. together they say a prayer. They bless each brick and wow. put it into the mold so that it can harden and then get wrapped in paper and sent all around the world. Mm. Look, I'm, I'm the intention that you see in that act is interwoven through every step in this process. And that's yeah. how he dictates it. And that's what he wants. He wants that good intention to create beauty in the world and to share it with everyone and lead in every step of the process. And it does not end with his blessing because the people who wrap it in the paper and mm -hmm. put it into the shipping boxes, love it and enjoy it. And when it gets to our practitioners, we know that they're interweaving themselves mm -hmm. and their heart into it when they share it. And that's a big part of this. I always tell people, I says, look, you, you want to have a fast pick-me-up, drink a cup of cacao. You want to have an amazing experience all day long, sit quietly with your cacao and breathe your intention for the day into it and just be so amazed at how how much it amplifies that amazing medicine. It's incredible. It's true. Yeah. Like my intention every day is sometimes it's the same, sometimes it's different, but my boyfriend will laugh at me like as I whisper into my cup of <laughs> My cup of cacao. And then later on, he, he'll go, wait, what was your intention? And I'm like, yeah, see, <laughs> see, you know, I'm like, you laugh then. And now you're, and then he'd be like, wait, what was it again? Cause he could hear it. And he knows that it's, you know, it's happening. You're, look, you're going to have him drinking cacao and talking into his cup any day now. I have. So there was, a, there was a couple of times, like one morning he was like, um, can you make me a cup of that <laughs> cacao stuff? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I actually made him a cup today. And, um, he was like asking me about like the pricing and how do I prepare it and how long does it take? And I'm like, Oh, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> this is his thing. You know, I feel like men want to get it done straight away. Like, let's just go. Whereas he sees me like playing the music and like saging my space and cutting and talking to it <laughs> and putting it in my cup. Like it's a process. And I think he looks at that and he's like, I, I don't want to do all that. <laughs> well, and, and look, you, look, this, this is, there is no right way to cacao, yeah. right? There's, there's your him. way. There's mm -hmm. your way. And I, I'm, I appreciate his sensibility as a man and wanting to just get going. <laughs> I understand that hundred yeah. percent. But, and, and, it, and cacao will treat you well if that's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. But find the time to take to, to build a little ritual into what you do. Yeah. Look, I find a difference in the mornings where I forget to put the jar to my nose and, and inhale the smell of the cacao and ask the question of how much. I find a difference in how I feel just by skipping that step sometimes. Literally, look, that step took three seconds you're not yeah. slowing anybody down enough with something simple like that. So, you know, if your time is such that you're so, so busy, you, you don't have time to sage your space and, and set He's out an altar, busy. then fine. Yeah. 
find something else that means something to you and it'll work just as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And I remember saying this, um, in the class recently, I wasn't kind of being present when I was, um, chopping the cacao and I elbowed my, like I had, um, almond milk in, in a pan, like heating on the stove and I elbowed it and it went, Phew! and I was just like, you know, thank you. Cause she's like, hello, like, are you with me? Are you here? Are we doing this together? And it was just the biggest wake up call. And that day I spilled the milk. I've never let my eye wander or my mind wander when I'm making my cacao. It's like, it's, it's us. It's, you know, it's the ritual and this is how it's going to (laughs) go. Look, there, there is, there is a lot of theory in the world talking about the intention of an individual weaved into particularly food. We've seen the studies about um, praying into water and its alignment of the crystals. We've heard endless accounts of people talking about how good the food is in a particular restaurant or from a particular kitchen because there's so much love in that kitchen, right? Doesn't it always taste better when someone you love makes the food for you? Always, always. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's it's definitely a thing and it's a relationship. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, 100%. And before we finish up, because we've heard about a lot of all the things cacao is there anything else you want to share with anyone because i know the people listening to the show are desperate to know all the things is there anything else you'd add or words of wisdom for them you you've done a really good job of extracting from me some really important base pieces of information for people i think if there was anything to add it would literally be to you know repeat something we've already said is get some cacao Sit sit with it and drink it and give it an opportunity to change your mind about the coffee in your life. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. Just just give it that opportunity and see what happens. You're you'll be impressed. I agree. Well, thank you so much, Rick, for taking the time to chat to me and give people all your knowledge and words of wisdom. And I'm excited to share this with everyone. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Congratulations again on becoming an official Keys Cacao practitioner. So excited. It's so wonderful to have you in our growing family of global practitioners. I think we're, I think you might be practitioner 300. Oh, really? So, yeah. Can we check that? (laughs) That would be cool. We will. We will. (laughs) Cool. Absolutely. Congratulations. Thank Thank you again. Thank you so much.